Welcome to the Lean Blog Podcast. Visit our website at www.leanblog.org. Now, here's your host, Mark Graben. Hi, Mark Graben here. Welcome to episode 394 of the podcast. It's November 24th, 2020. So today is a different sort of episode. We've got nine different guests, not all at once, but sequentially. They are people who are doing um, podcasts or online videos. They're part of a networking group that I started called Lean Communicators. We've got people doing podcasts, people doing YouTube or LinkedIn videos. It's a chance for everyone to learn from each other. And that, that includes an opportunity for me to learn from them. I mean, I've been podcasting for almost 15 years now, but maybe I'm stuck in some old habits and there are things that I can learn from people who have only been podcasting a few months. A lot of people have started podcasts during the pandemic. I've started two. One is called Habitual Excellence, presented by Value Capture, and the second one is called My Favorite Mistake. So I think you know the, the more the merrier when it comes to people um, doing new uh, formats and new shows in the lean community. So the group and the people I'm going to be talking to today are Bella Engelbach, John Thurmond. Now, John is sort of an outlier. Um, He's a friend from college who's doing a podcast uh, about HR. Um, We've got Brian Buck, Jamie V. Parker, Brian Hurley, Deandra Wardell, Paul Critchley, Sam Morgan, and Patrick Adams. So they are the guests in um, order today. If you want to find links to all of their podcasts, as we're going to talk about with each of them, you can go to leanblog.org slash 394. Thanks for listening. We're joined by Bella Engelbach, and we're going to talk to her about her podcast, The Edges of Lean. Bella, thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me, Mark. We have the tables turned on you now, right? Yeah, yeah, this is different. This is weird. Well, um, so we want to hear about your podcast and, you know, so like I'm asking the others, what led to you starting a podcast? Well, I'm a member of this Women in Lean group on LinkedIn. And every morning since the beginning of the lockdowns in the U.S., we've had a meeting at 10 o'clock Eastern time. It's a 30-minute check-in. And the topic of the check-in is whatever we need to talk about. And one day in the check-in, three women were talking about an experience they had had uh, trying to get on a podcast. And one of the things that, that we hear frequently in the Women in Lean group is that women don't know how to get invited on to podcasts or get invited to be you know, at a conference or invited to submit to a magazine or a journal. So um, these women wanted to be podcast guests. They had things they wanted to talk about. And they had had what looked like an amazing opportunity to be on somebody's podcast, the three of them. And when they got into the discussion with the podcast host, they weren't happy with the direction the conversation was going. And um, at the same time, I sing in the church choir and uh, church choirs, as you're probably aware, as a result of the pandemic, along with all other choirs, really have shut down. And we've had to switch to virtual um, music making. So what does that mean? It means that everybody records their own part and then it has to be assembled into one audio file. Mm. I'm not quite sure how it happened, but I ended up being the first person in our choir to learn how to do the audio editing. So I got myself a copy of some audio editing software. I started editing music so that we could have 
the choir singing. And it suddenly occurred to me in this women in lean meeting that I had everything I needed to have my own podcast. So I said, hey, you know, I could do a podcast. Yeah. And so we don't have to wait for somebody to invite us. We could we could have a podcast. And um, people said, oh, that sounds like a really interesting idea. What would you have the podcast done? And it really, it I, it was something I had been thinking about for a while, whether it was a podcast or, or, or other types of writing, which is that um, in the lean community, you know, there are people who are very doctrinaire in their approach to lean. Um, and if, you know, they define lean and what I perceive as being a very narrow way. Mm-hmm. And I came into lean from a very different perspective. I'm not an engineer, I'm a biologist. I've never worked in a manufacturing company. I worked in research and development in the pharmaceutical industry. And my um, interest in continuous improvement is strongly influenced by my interest in creativity. And so I've been studying creativity. I'm a certified um, creative problem solving facilitator. And I've been using creative problem solving with lean thinking approaches for years. And I was always annoyed by the people who would say, well, lean is only this big. It's only this wide. It's only about flow or it's only about um, value or it's only about something else. And, um, you know, that's not how I look at it. And I thought, and I said in that moment, I want to do a podcast about some about the things that are at the edges of lean, the things that the people who are sort of at the center, the people who say this is what it is, the things that they reject. And and I said, I want this to be a podcast that really amplifies the voices of women, the voices of people of color, the people who don't usually get heard from. So that's where um, the edges of lean came from. Oh, that's great. And um, what you're saying makes me think back to uh, in your first episode, um, you were talking with um, what you call the founding mothers of your the founding of, mothers of your yeah. women in lean group. It was what you, Crystal Davis, Karen Ross and Dorsey Sherman. Yeah. And I'm actually not. It's a founding mother. So it's Karen Ross, Dorsey Sherman, Crystal Davis are the three founding mothers. Yeah. So they are the people who really set up the first meeting of what became Wonderlean. I was fortunate enough to be at the conference and to um, find my way into that room. So um, I guess I'm a, a founding first generation or uh, next go. generation. Yeah. Gen X. <laughs> yeah, but the um, but you, 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 in that episode, you talked about you know you're trying to get a seat at the table, or do you have your own table? So in a way, the podcast is your own table, podcast form. Right, and yeah. and as you know, that doesn't mean that that men are not invited on the podcast. Right. Um, I, you know, I I think all kinds of voices are interesting to have. Yeah. I want to again, but I want to feature as often as possible the voices that are not heard as much. Yeah. That's that's great. And um, yeah, the, the other episode um, was a, a, a man who still is a fighter pilot, right? Well, he's a commercial pilot. Um, oh, he, used commercial. Be, he used to be a, he used to be a fighter pilot. And um, what was interesting to me about him was that when I talked to him, everything he said sounded to me very much like lean leadership. But he didn't think of himself as being a lean leader. Um, he didn't think, you know, he didn't study Toyota. He, you know, he wasn't imagining that his life fulfillment would be a study trip to Japan. As marvelous as, 
as marvelous as we know those things are. Right. Um, he had so many of the same principles that we look for in a lean leader. They came from a completely different perspective. And that's what, again, something that I see as being at the edges of lean. I think it's very important for us to look beyond our, you know, whatever our circumscribed idea is, because the next thing that we need to tackle the massive problems we have in the world, um, we're going to need all the ideas, all the energy, all of the creativity. And um, I hate to see us limiting ourselves because it wasn't, you know, spoken of by somebody at Toyota as much as I admire Toyota. No, that's, yeah, that's why I wanted to have him on the podcast. Yeah, well, that's great. So I look forward to listening to more and I encourage others to go check it out. They can search for The Edges of Lean in uh, the podcast place, probably where they're listening to this episode. Is there a webpage, Bella, or, or other than searching for The Edges of Lean, how can they find you in the podcast? Um, if you go to my webpage for my company, which is leanforhumans.com, all one word, I have um, a page on there. Um, that has the podcast on it. All right, great. So again, uh, it's Edges of Lean, Bella Engelbach. Bella, thanks for telling us about your podcast. Thanks for having me, Mark. All right, so we're joined now by John Thurman. He is the creator, host, and producer of a podcast called the HR Social Hour Half Hour. And John is also a friend of mine from college. So we, we go way back and We've, uh, we've managed to keep in touch and cross paths every couple of years, and it's really good to be able to talk shop about podcasts here. So, John, how's it going? Mark, I'm well, and yes, I think we've known each other longer than we'd want to admit, but uh, yeah, it's great. And uh, it, when you we started talking about this potential opportunity, I was really excited because I, I'm such a fan of this medium, and I love what you do, and I'm looking forward to getting to know a lot of the other folks that are going to be taking part. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's great to be part of this. Well, and I, yeah, and I'm, I'm happy to have you as, as part of it and, you know, to hear um, be on the content of the show. And I think a lot of people in my usual lean audience, a lot of them will be interested in the, uh, the, the topics you discuss in, in your podcast. Um, so what, what led, what's the creation story, the origin story of, of about doing a podcast and, and why this podcast? Mark, it's, it's a very different story than most in that my podcast started as a Twitter chat. <laughs> I, I launched a Twitter chat three and a half years ago. The first night we did it, we had 65 people from nine countries show up for the conversation that led to the HR social hour, which became a, uh, an ongoing chat. This actually, as of last year, we moved to, to the second and fourth Sundays of each month at 7 PM Eastern time. And we typically have between, usually 45 and 50 people, three or four countries uh, at any given time. And it, it's all conversations about what's going on in the human resources world. Uh, particularly, you know, a lot of them, unfortunately, have been COVID related in the last many months. Right. But we just did a, a session with a friend of ours who's a behavioral economist in Spain. And we did a whole conversation on neuroscience and HR and how the brain works and what have you. A L- little more, uh, uh, definitely more expansive than I ever thought we'd be talking about. Mm-hmm. But that, that, Twitter chat was very successful and I was interested in starting a podcast. I've been part of a, an eighties related podcast talking about toys, comics, and those kind of things for many years. And I wanted to start a show. Wasn't quite sure what, what it was going to be about. I wanted to do something about HR, but what's different than just talking about law or benefits or those kind of things. So my co-host, Wendy Daly, who's out in South Dakota, we had been co-hosting the, the 
the Twitter chat together, we decided to try the pot, you know, try the podcast route. And the idea was to interview people that were part of our Twitter chat. Hmm. Basically, is get to know you. And I liken it to if you and I sat over a glass of scotch, cup of coffee, whatever it may be, and I get to learn a little more about you and you learn a little bit more about me and you walk away a taste. Like I want to get to know somebody better. And that's, that's the idea of the social hour is that it really is an opportunity. We want to introduce you. I always say I'm introducing cool people to cool people Mm -hmm. and it can be practitioners. It can be analysts. It could be vendors, uh, people that are in our space that want to build uh, relationships and, and learn and really be part of a community. So we talk, you know, we really boil it down to three things. It's about uh, the power of connection, giving back to your community, be it the HR community or your community at large, and then the power of your network, mm-hmm. personal and professional. And and that's that's been our take since we started uh, almost three years ago. Yeah. So three years ago, and how many episodes? 136 numbered episodes. We do specials. Wendy does a show called Wonder Women, which comes out usually once a month. As of today, I think I have 194 shows out total. Okay. Wow. And what what's the... Um, most common question that you get from your audience about HR issues? Well, it's a little different in that we, as we're interviewing other practitioners, we tend to focus on the individual and and learning more about them as a practitioner and kind of what they're dealing with. Mm -hmm. Uh, We get a lot of requests for certain things. So, you know, again, when when at the outbreak uh, of COVID, we got a lot of people that were really struggling what we call department of one, you know, someone that works in a very small business and is the HR practitioner. A lot of those folks were looking for resources. They were looking for, they were looking for lifelines, Mark, because they're just, they just weren't necessarily there. Mm -hmm. So a lot of our, a lot of our conversations, again, have been kind of focused on how, how have you pivoted? What have you had to do? What, what resources have helped you? And, and ultimately what can you do? How, what, what other resources could you share with those other practitioners out there to get help? So that, that, you know, I think a lot of us have had to readjust in the last six or seven months. Mm -hmm. So I think that's been the big question, but, you know, typically it's who's on next, (laughs) who's going to be the next guest on the show. Yeah. Well, what you say reminds me, I think of what's going on with a lot of the listeners in my audience. There's a lot of people who are the solo continuous improvement person, in their organization and um, they're, they're looking for other voices to inspire or, or educate or, you know, get new ideas from. And, and I think that's one of the great things, you know, happens with, um, with a podcast, you know, like you said, you, you're getting to know someone, I'm getting to talk to somebody that I would want to talk to. And the fact that I get to share that with other people is a bonus. That, that That's absolutely right. And again, like I said, when we started, we said, okay, we're, we have, you know, if we average or have about 50 people attend a Twitter chat, we'll do 50 episodes. And again, that was, now it's, uh, today was 136 that came out today because <laughs> we just keep meeting more and more great people. And so if people are listening and want to participate in that Twitter chat, how do they find it? There's a certain hashtag? There is. So it's the hashtag is HR Social Hour. And again, the chat is the second and fourth Sundays of each month at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, Again, we just did a session on neuroscience. We're getting ready to do one on pivoting and and particularly kind of COVID related. And then the second chat in October is going to be about uh, uh, going back to school and education did you get a degree in HR when they're having those kind of more an academic conversation? Again, we kind of run the gamut. When we started, they were much more uh, 
I guess I don't want to say fun because they're all inter- entertaining and, f- and engaging. But we did bad boss. Like who's the best? Who's the worst fictional boss? Darth Vader, Michael Scott. You know those kind. Of, what What have you learned from you know fictional HR practitioners like the Bobs? What you know what what, what have we learned that we don't want to use <laughs> kind of thing? And you you've you've met Toby, the actor who played Toby. I I, I met Paul Lieberstein last year. Actually, the last time I saw you when I was in LA, I was speaking at a conference, and they brought him in to speak on storytelling. In, and how to build stories, particularly that company is a social media recruiting marketing agency. And so talking to someone like Paul Lieberstein, who's had a very illustrious career in the comedy world. I mean, he, he wrote what seasons three and four King of the Hill for crying out loud. So I, I adored his work already, but I met him. I got a picture with him. I got to talk to him. They had, they had his, a, a booth or a, a desk set up to look just like the, it was priceless. I mean, it was <laughs> like his it, cubicle from the show, the, the most inspired guest speaker at an HR conference I've seen in a while in terms of who he, who he is for sure. That's great. Well, so again, we've been joined um, here by John Thurmond, um, the HR social hour, half hour, go check it out, find it wherever you're listening to this podcast. I'm sure you'll find it as well. So John, thanks for telling us a little bit about it. Mark, I appreciate it. Okay, so we're joined now um, by my friend Brian Buck. He is co-host of a podcast um, and a YouTube series called People, Purpose, and Profit Business Coaching. So, Brian, thanks for joining us. How are you? Oh, I'm so great. Thank you for taking some time with me today. So I turn the tables on you. You interviewed me on your podcast recently, and I mean, maybe this is more of a conversation than a uh, <laughs> than an interview. Yeah, <laughs> nice. <laughs> Um, so I'm, you know, I want to um, hear your thoughts about um, why you're doing the podcast and what inspired you and what, what the message is. But going first to the title, People, Purpose, and Profit, um, you told me before we started recording that order is really important to you. So why is that? Sure. Yeah, I come from same lean background in healthcare, And one of the things that I really found with um, just the whole world of improvement is there's two pillars on purpose, the respect for people and the continuous improvement. And as I started working on my coaching business and consulting, I wanted to make it very clear that um, I have a balance between relationships and results. Mm -hmm. And I think because at one point I wanted to just be the respect for people guy, because that is something that the details often aren't always part in there because people call it the science, the science of improvement. Well, that's the head, but we need to have the heart in there. So, and what I found in my experience, it all starts with people. Mm-hmm. It's not only are, is it people creating products for people to buy or service, but the real important thing is it's not always the strategy that holds people back. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite things I've heard is I can give a smoker a pamphlet that says how to quit smoking and it's going to tell them exactly how to do it, but they won't always do it. And right. so the people, the the fact that we're fallible, the fact that we aren't always logical, we need to honor the people part of that. And so that's where it really begins. Um, and then, of course, the purpose, you got to know what you're doing and where you're going. And I think it's important to have people first because that's who you're serving and why you're doing it. And you are a person operating in it and you got to understand and have that visibility. And then purpose is the why. And then profit is we aren't just 
doing all of this because it's fun and interesting. It, you know, it'd be a hobby podcast, but I do want to be able to help. Uh, you know, I, I kind of jokingly say what I do is I help put more money in people's hands, either through growing your business or cost savings. And uh, that would still work in nonprofits. But the fact is that it's really about that financial stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so you got to start with the people, you got to have a purpose. And then it's got to be something that allows you to uh, to be able to create better, you know, and it is a profit because we're greedy Scrooge McDuck people, you know, because people can use those profits to then give back to their community, go to their charities. I have a great coach friend and I love what he says is his whole business is to help eliminate poverty. Mm. So I really believe in that. Yeah. And yeah. so does my co-host Kat. Yeah, and I, I would agree. I mean, you know, uh, there's a couple of things that come to mind to me from the name is that, you know, for one, profit is the end result of right. what people do, of how we treat people, meaning our employees and our customers and our suppliers. And we can rally people around purpose. You know, you mentioned working in healthcare. That sense of purpose is incredibly strong. And even if the bottom line of a nonprofit organization, um, like many hospitals are, that, that bottom line does matter. And I think, um, yeah, we, we just got to keep that sequence and priority in the right order. I, I, I think you and I agree um, both, you know, that if you do the right things, profit will follow. Correct. Yeah. The right things. Absolutely. So what kind of businesses do you coach or who, who do you um, target? Like when you're recording your podcast, who do you imagine is listening? Yeah. Um, my business primarily has been around small to medium-sized businesses because I actually have a lot of fun with that coming from large organizations where there's a lot of movement and pieces to try to get together. But I really found taking some of these smaller businesses and helping them have the skills to quickly and be able to communicate together, they're able to get so many things done faster because they're smaller, which then will help them when they become huge. When they're really huge, there's a little more to unravel. And my my co-host, she specializes in the uh, solopreneurs and the coaches and the consultants. And through our partnership, we've actually started to work on some offers that I'm now helping them because really the same thing that worked for a small to medium-sized business also works for the solopreneurs. One of the interesting things I've kind of discovered in that world is, um, you know, with the small business, there's a team. Like I, I do a lot of team engagement and, and better teamwork, but a solopreneur doesn't always have a team, but they do because they have all sorts of different contractors that they work with, whether it be virtual assistants or people that they work with on their marketing pieces. So there's this whole other level of teams that no one that they pay directly to. So that's been a real fascinating way of seeing how both of our skills are meeting, meeting their needs. Yeah. And so, you know, you've talked about the purpose of the podcast and then I was going to ask you, you know, from the people standpoint, you mentioned your co-host Kat, Catalina Park. Um, mm-hmm. how, how did the two of you meet or how did you decide to do the podcast together? Yeah, we met through a, uh, we did a similar coaching program and we just bonded really well. Um, She, I I really believe in the heart of people, but she's 
even better at that of like understanding all the different psychology piece. And I am able to bring in that strategy piece, but we also have that shared purpose that we generally care. And we know the thing that holds most people back is themselves. And then you could put in the systems and processes, but you've got to, to deal with that. So we complement each other in that way. We have similarities, but then we have different specialties. So I'm someone who has never dealt with anxiety. It's just something that is strong. She has gone through that and is an expert at helping people with anxiety. Uh, so we just have different strengths to be able to meet whatever people's needs are. And um, just different experiences that, you know, I come from like the lean and lean world. She comes from kind of the life coaching and relationship coaching world. So as co-hosts, when we share stories, you're not going to get different versions of the same story. <laughs> you know, like, oh, this doctor, that doctor, well, it's the same story with different people. She's got a different experience. So that just really helped us to do that. And I found as a, as a podcast host, I just like having someone to talk to. Mm -hmm. versus like the solo, I'm just monologuing. And then I hit, I hit stop hitting record at one point. Yeah. So it's nice to be able to do that. Yeah. Well, good. And so the format is uh, there are many episodes where it's you and Kat talking and then, um, yeah, we do times bring a guest on like you did with me. Yeah. We're setting up two episodes a week on Mondays is going to be Kat and I, and then Wednesdays is going to be uh, Kat and I with whoever we're interviewing. Yeah. That's been really fun. Good. It just, it lets us share a little bit of what we're good at, but it also helps us to find people that we know. One is we've been picking people that we're impressed with like you and uh, also people we think our audience would really get a lot from listening to and, and yeah. hearing their stories and the lessons they have. Well, great. Well, I hope people will go check it out. If you are watching this on YouTube, you can also find uh, people, purpose and profit business coaching on YouTube. If you're listening to us through a podcast service, you can again, do that similar search and find um, the podcast. Is there a, a web page um, that you have, or do you just have people go search? Um, I think just people go search. You can find it. I think there's one for Anchor, but I need to memorize what that is. All right. So we'll go and Google uh, Brian Buck, People, Purpose, and Profit. That'll probably bring it up, right? Yes. Thank you so much for your time today, Mark. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for being here again, Brian. All right. And we're joined now by um, Jamie V. Parker to talk about um, her podcast. So Jamie, thanks for being here today. Thanks, Mark. So um, tell us about the podcast. And, um, you know, I always like to hear the origin story. Why and, and how did you start the podcast? Yeah, of course. Well, I think that, um, you know, anytime we are in business or really in a leadership role, service is a big part of that. And, uh, you know, just thinking about how can how can I serve others, and particularly this group that I love, which doesn't always get to go to the conferences or to go to the workshops. What's a way to that it can be accessible and give them an opportunity to uh, engage and hear ideas that you know maybe they've heard before, maybe they haven't, but hopefully will help them to think and consider some different different things. And so, since it's for ops managers, the podcast is Lean Leadership for Ops Managers. 
And when, when did you launch the podcast? It was just earlier this year, right? It was, yeah. So Lean Leadership for Ops Managers launched on August 26th. So it is uh, weekly. It comes out every Wednesday. And I launched with the first three episodes on the 26th and have, um, I think, my 10th episode just published recently. Uh, so that's pretty exciting. If you go and read the stats about podcasts, it's actually a very small percent that make it to episode 10. So what was the, um, so what, what, what did you do? Um, you know, I know when you started knowing you that you were committed to this, but what do you think were some of the, the keys to um, really making sure that it becomes an ongoing podcast? Yeah, so there was definitely a need to commit, right? So um, for, you know, you can do a podcast as, you know, this kind of experimental thing. For me, it was ready. I was ready to commit to this, um, you know, kind of medium, if you will. And so I actually um, hired someone to help me with cover art and editing and getting the account set up. I also uh, enlisted a group. I called them my podcast posse. <laughs> so <laughs> these were fans of mine. I said, hey, I'm starting this. This podcast, would you be interested in helping me? And they would come on to calls and do, we do kind of like focus groups and ask them about their listening habits and what makes a great podcast to them. And then they would help promote it. And so now I had this obligation on top of it. Not only was it a commitment to myself, but now I've got a commitment to other people, people who were kind enough to give to me. And I want to make sure that I follow through on that. Yeah. Well, there you go. That public commitment is often a really powerful thing right? <laughs> for sure somebody is. to put a stake in the ground and say, I am doing this book or I am doing such and such, um, letting people know. Yeah. It's not, not that you want to guilt yourself into doing it, but it just, it, it reminds you know, the motivation for that audience um, that, that they want this. Yeah, It is. Yeah. And I, it, you know, it's so interesting because sometimes um, we have the hardest time keeping our commitments and promises to ourselves right? Like we break promises to ourselves that we would never break to another person. And, you know, we can, I can do all of my internal work to try and get better at that. But at the same time, let's also, I let's also leverage the way my humanity works right now. Mm -hmm. And that sounds like a theme. If you haven't explored it yet, you could explore it in your podcast for how this idea of making commitments um, to yourself or to others applies to operations managers, right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And so in um, your podcast, are you, I, I know you, there's somewhere you're talking and sharing your perspectives. Are you also interviewing um, ops managers and talking to others? Yeah. So um, I, I do have some series where I invite ops managers on as well as some other experts, particularly when I'm looking for a point of view and I want to make sure that there are other voices that are magnified and heard on that subject. And then there are a lot of episodes that are me sharing, you know, my lessons learned and falling down, failing forward and, um, you know, ways that that I have found in working with clients as well as, you know, kind of working through operations as an operations executive myself, um, that some of those mistakes I've made and lessons learned and uh, hopefully some good tips for folks to, you know, kind of chew on and think about how, to, how it applies to them as well. Yeah. And forgive me, um, you know, the, the, this, this podcast here is about um, sharing other people's podcasts, but um, I'm going to mention it because Jamie was a guest on my relatively new podcast, My Favorite Mistake, um, episode eight. Um, so you can go and hear Jamie's stories um, about what she's learned in uh, ops leadership roles and and now as a coach. So um, I fear that it was okay to go ahead and mention that. I'm not just plugging my own podcast. It's your episode. Come listen, everyone. 
Yeah, you should. You are uh, kind enough to invite folks on. We absolutely should talk about uh, my favorite mistake as well. And um, I know it won't be a mistake for people to go listen to Lean Leadership for Ops Managers, um, Jamie V. Parker. Where can people find that? I know they if they search for it in the podcast directories, but uh, give us uh, your website. Yeah, so you can go to processplusresults.com forward slash podcast. We'll get you straight to the podcast page and uh, in all the directories as well. Well, great. Well, congratulations again on the launch and uh, happy 10th episode. I know we'll be at some point celebrating uh, many, many more episodes for you. Yes, I'm committed. I'm all in public shaming. (laughs) Motivation. Motivation. (laughs) Thanks again. Thanks, Mark. Well, we're joined next by Brian Hurley. He's got um, a new podcast called Lean Six Sigma Bursts. And so we're going to talk about that. Brian, thanks for being here. How are you? Thank you, Mark. Uh, really appreciate it. So tell us about the new podcast. And you've got a little bit of you know some podcasting history and experience that, that you'll weave into that story. Go ahead. Sure. Yeah. So um, for another group I'm part of, I was trying to set up a, a simpler way of doing the podcast. And so I had started with a podcast called, I started called Lean Six Sigma and the Environment. And then I broadened it a year or so ago to Lean Six Sigma for Good, just to kind of touch on lots of topics that are more related to nonprofit or government or kind of social good elements mm-hmm. that are out there, just trying to compile those together and things I found. Um, but it was, it's a lot of work to tie together a podcast and upload and edit. And so when I started playing around with the Anchor app and saw that it was much easier to just record something on my phone mm-hmm. and then they had an editing feature in there, I thought, well, I could do some kind of simpler topics mm-hmm. real quick. And that's where the Lean Six Sigma Bursts came out was, you know, things I can talk about for a couple minutes that, you know, just things that I run across in my work or when I'm consulting with somebody you know, an idea pops in that they really resonate with. I said, okay, that's something I can share. And <laughs> just the fact that it was really easy to make those edits and upload just from my phone, I thought, mm-hmm. uh, give it a shot. And it's turned out pretty well that I can just kind of spend 10, 15 minutes and get something uploaded. So that's yeah. been really nice. So it's not surprising hearing, you know, knowing of your background with Lean Six Sigma, um, trying to make things easier and more efficient and still <laughs> being effective. I'm not surprised that you looked at it that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's really helped a lot to at least try to, yeah, make something published quickly without, uh, you know, it could take a couple hours on the other longer podcasts that I have yeah. using a different uh, upload system. And so when you say these are Lean Six Sigma bursts, um, so it's a couple of minutes long is what you're doing, right? Yeah, I'm trying to keep it around the five-minute mark. Um, some are three minutes, some are maybe eight minutes, but averaging around five minutes so that um, small batches to keep it digestible for others and for myself to not you know, feel like I have to schedule a big block of time on my calendar to do it. Yeah. And you know, I've listened to a couple of the episodes, um, You know, your first one about why Six Sigma black belts are paid so much. And I, I, I just noticed scrolling through your list here because um, I had taken advantage of um, your, your offer and the Anchor app makes it easy for listeners to submit questions. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I, 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 I'm just noticing now that you um, addressed that. Where did it go? Um, I think 11. Episode 11. So after yeah. we're done recording, I'm going to listen to that. All right, cool. I'm, I'm, I'm subscribed to you, but I hadn't, I hadn't noticed. I hadn't been in a podcast listening mode 
um, right. to, to notice that yet. So you seem kind of busy, Mark. So I don't know how you have time for lots of <laughs> well, stuff. <laughs> no, you, you got the wheels spinning. How can I do my podcasts, uh, different podcasts more efficiently and free up time? <laughs> um, that's, that's, that's a good goal um, as well. Um, so how, how can people find the podcast? You mentioned Anchor. What's the best way to yep. go and find it though? I think the anchor.fm and then it's I think Lean Six Sigma Bursts. Anchor.fm right slash Lean Six Sigma Bursts. Yep. Yep. And I found it through Apple Podcasts. It's it's available okay. in all the major platforms, right? Yep. Yep. I think Anchor also does a good job of I'm not really giving a commercial for Anchor, but it kind of <laughs> is because uh, they also link it up with the other ones. So I get notifications every so often that it gets added to another listing there. So yeah, I think it should be searchable and found on most players. Yeah. Yeah. And this is all in the, the since August that, that you've been doing this. Yep. So just pretty recently, kind of a, another COVID activity that picked up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. And, and I don't mind you mentioning anchor because I I've used anchor um, not the way you're describing it. So for some of my other podcasts, like my favorite mistake, like I still record that through Zoom, but I use Anchor okay. for hosting and um, distribution. And there's a lot of good things about Anchor. So, so you're just uploading the file when you're done into Anchor. At the, okay. Yep. Yeah. And I've done that a couple of times in this one as well. So you can do both options, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. So certainly it's, it's good to learn a little bit about um, how you're doing it and uh, not just why. So um, maybe a final question. Um like what, what else have you learned, you know, maybe not just from this podcast, but from doing podcasts in general? I think what a lot of people struggle with, and myself included, was listening to yourself talk and sure. <laughs> going through. And, you know, I started a couple of years ago when I went into consulting. I was starting to capture, well, I guess I had been capturing presentations I gave at conferences, even if I was just recording the audio, just to have that. Um, and then matching it up with slides and turning it into a video. Mm -hmm. um, it's sometimes hard to get the video at the conferences. And then as I've been presenting stuff, I've been trying to record things, but it was really challenging at first to hear yourself talk and uh, the ums and the uhs and the stutters and the ramblings. And, you know, I don't even know what I just said there. I need to, you know, really practice speaking and it's gotten better over the years, but I still have lots of work to do. Um, so I think, you know, just getting comfortable with listening to myself through through the editing mm -hmm. um, has been really helpful and then also helped me clarify, I guess, how I say things and just catch some of the um, mistakes and issues that I have. And uh, so it's been a really good part of it. Mm -hmm. um, and then just trying to think through, you know, trying to understand what people might care about and what they're interested in. So looking at what episodes are downloaded and kind of the tracking isn't the greatest in some of the apps, but um, at least see what resonated and maybe what some of my marketing efforts resulted in. Did, did people actually click on it and download it and listen to it or not? So that feedback has been interesting to play around with. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go with continuous improvement again. You're practicing what, <laughs> you're, practicing what you're preaching in Lean Six Sigma bursts, right? Trying. <laughs> trying. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, well, well, thank you, Brian. Um, so again, uh, we've been joined here by uh, Brian Hurley. Um, check out his podcast, Lean Six Sigma Bursts, and um, still out there and available. Um, it was was it all, was it called Lean Six? It was called uh, Lean Six Sigma for Good. Yep. So people will check yep. those both out. So, Brian, thanks for taking some time here. Appreciate it. Thank you, Mark. All right, we are joined next here by Deandra Wardell. Deandra, how are you? 
I'm well. How are you, Mark? I'm doing well. Um, so I want to make sure the, the listeners and, and the viewers here get a chance to learn about projects that you have going on now in terms of being a lean communicator and different ways that you're sharing and, and what you've got planned for the future. So maybe first off, um, I, I should ask you um, to introduce yourself and, and tell the audience a little bit about your background. Sure. So my name is DeAndra Wardell. I um, My background is pretty diverse. I've worked in operations, human resources, retail, banking, um, but the common thread among everything is management, leadership, and of course, continuous improvement. Um, the methodology that I most often practice follows the steps of the improvement kata and the coaching kata. Yeah, and I think you know a lot of the audience here is familiar with uh, with those methodologies. You also call yourself uh, a kata geek. Right. Yes, yes. A number of a number of us in the kata community who practice the kata uh, refer to ourselves as kata geeks mm-hmm. uh, because we're always learning. Um, not only do we coach, we're also learners, and and we're totally geeked out about the work we do with the kata. Yeah, that's a good thing. I, yes. I think that's yeah. that's that's a word. I've I've got a, a T-shirt that says Lean Geek, so similar. Uh, <laughs> Similar idea. Um, so you tell us about the videos that, that you started doing. That was one of your um, uh, first formats of communication that I ran across um, on LinkedIn. Um, tell us about High Five Fridays and how that came to be. Sure. So the background story, um, one of my lean colleagues and good friends, uh, Panos Efsta, had watched a webinar that I facilitated. Um, I'm sure I was talking about the kata, Mm -hmm. but I was not on camera. And so he called me and he said, Deandra, why did you record that without being on camera? I said, because I don't like to be on camera. (laughs) And he said, you need to be on camera. I said, I don't want to be on camera. And so he challenged me and said that he wanted me to create a short video where I'm in front of the camera instead of behind it. Mm -hmm. And so he did a a recognition on a Wednesday and challenged me with doing the same thing that week. So when I have, um, when we were all face-to-face in person and whenever I train or teach or lead workshops, one of the ways that I would like to engage the participants was to give them high fives. Mm -hmm. So I thought, I'll, I'll just call, it's Friday. I'll call it High Five Friday. And I don't want this to be about me. I'd like to recognize other people who are doing, you know, great things within the continuous improvement community and those who are, quote unquote, not in the continuous, impro- continuous improvement community. And so that's what started it. Just um, a quick little video saying thank you for people who are out here doing the work to make a difference. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first video that I posted was on LinkedIn and I had so much fun doing it. I decided, well, I'll, I'll try this again next week. <laughs> and uh, you've you've continued to enjoy it, and how you've you've made gosh, how many videos now? Fit twelve, fifteen more? Um, yeah, uh, I'd, I'd say that's about right. I started recording the videos in May, and I've had a lot of fun. Each uh, video is an experiment uh, because I'm learning more about recording and editing. And um, something else those videos have done for me personally, um, it's helped me more so with my public speaking, trying to be more impromptu and less scripted. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I've, I've made some mistakes along the way. 
but I've learned from those and have, have used those to, to hopefully make better videos. And then I, I've also begun to use the videos as a platform to, to educate people and show them ways that they can get involved. Uh, most recently, I did a High Five Friday video um, where I, I did um, or encouraged those who watched and listened to participate in a, a blood donor drive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great advocacy there. And um, yeah, so you know, you've got some plans um, and this is something we'll end up talking about within our Lean Communicators group of um, you've got ideas about a podcast. I do, I do. And as a matter of fact, those ideas about the podcast are actually going to reshape and revamp how I do the High Five Fridays. Um, so right now, you know, one of the purpose, one of the purposes of the High Five Fridays is to, um, you know, recognize people who are are making a difference, who are using aspects of continuous improvement or Lean Six Sigma methodologies um, to make an impact, not only you know within a production or work environment, but in the communities, and um, You know, so as part of revamping it, I want to, you know, just be more strategic and tie in with a lot of the messages that I'm trying to get out there, especially like the work that I do with vision boards and strategic planning. And, um, you know, one thing that I encourage people to do is just not get so overwhelmed with whatever the big project is, just make one small step to make an impact. So that's the direction I want to go in or the direction I will be going into High Five Fridays. And ultimately, um, my goal is to start a podcast around that same thing where I, I spend a little bit more time, you know, interviewing those people who are making changes in the world and talking about the one small thing that they can do or that they're doing and will encourage and um, motivate others to hopefully do the same. Yeah. That's very cool. And I hope people will go find you on LinkedIn. And um, there'll be one way of learning about these projects as they come out. Um, Deandra's website is deandrawardell.com. And I um, also want to mention um, something Deandra and I have collaborated on in uh, the past months. Um, I'll give Deandra credit for the hashtag root cause racism. And we now have a website at root cause racism. Dot com if you want to tell the listeners a little bit about that real quick. Sure. So Root Cause Racism uh, is another project really tied in with that one small set, one small step um, type of thinking and doing. Uh, we know that structural racism and social injustice, that is a, a huge challenge to overcome, but we all can play a part in, in making differences in those areas. And um, especially those of us who are, are in the lean community, the work that we do and the tools that we use um, can help us get closer to the, that future state that we desire to achieve. Yeah. So there's, uh, to use the Kata language, there's a, a big, important challenge. Absolutely. Facing us, um, as our friend uh, Crystal Davis says, uh, you know, the, the ideal state would be zero racism. So we'll mm-hmm. continue to take steps moving and trying to help others move in that direction, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So thank you um, for your collaboration on that as always. And and we're going to learn from each other here about uh, videos and um, podcasting and everything. So thank you for, thank you for doing that. And thank you for uh, being a guest here on the podcast.
Thank you for having me, Mark. It's, it's always great to talk with you and it's always great to work with you. Thanks. All right. Well, next we are joined by Paul Critchley. He is the host of a relatively new podcast called the New England Lean Podcast with Paul Critchley. Uh, so, Paul, hey, thanks for being here. Thanks, Mark. Pleasure to be here. Welcome to the podcast world. And you know, for the uh, the listeners and viewers here, maybe you can first off, um, tell everyone a little bit about your background and then maybe weave that story into um, you know, why start a podcast. Sure. So I'm a degree mechanical engineer, um, spent my whole my whole industrial life in operations. So I've made medical devices, automotive parts, uh, jet engines for the military. So I've done some fun things. Um, that's where I kind of cut my teeth on lean. So I went out on my own to become a lean consultant about eight years ago. Um, and, you know, I've been having a lot of fun doing it and growing the business and, and, and doing all the things that come along with that. And then COVID-19 hit uh, this year. So 2020 was on the books to be a pretty darn good year for us. And then obviously, like everybody else, uh, you know, end of March rolled around and I wasn't too busy. So I, I took a look at, and you can't see it, there's a whiteboard here in the office that I use. And on that whiteboard, I'd had start a podcast um, at least a year. It and it's one of those things. The someday when I have time list. Pretty much, yes. It was on the, you know, to do exactly. It's the, you know, hopefully someday list. Um, and then through that stroke of life and fate, I suddenly had enough time to kind of do it. So, uh, you know, on top of trying to review triple P loans and EIDL loans and SBA, you know, all this other stuff and what's going to happen to the business, I said, you know, I kind of always wanted to do this. So I guess now is the time. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's sort of interesting, I guess, for me, one of the questions I ask uh, during the podcast, uh, there's a section I call the wicked fun part. So I have a little play on words because we're New Englanders. So it's wicked everything. Yeah. Um, one of the questions I sometimes ask is, if you weren't doing what you're doing, what else would you like to do? And I've been asked that question before. And my answer has always been the same. It was morning radio show host. So. <laughs> yeah. In a very, you know, in some way, shape, or form, this is my, you know, egotistical, uh, you know, selfish way to feed that, I guess, kind of, because I don't think I'll ever make it on morning radio. So this is like the next best thing. Yeah. So if it was you and I doing a show, like it would be like Paulie and the Geek or something, right? I mean, like, <laughs> right, exactly. And then I'll have to have the little horn or, you know, some sound effect machine or some, you know kitschy thing like that. Very typical morning radio, bad morning radio, right? All right. Over to Mark for traffic. Mark, how are the roads looking? <laughs> I you make, know. Fake, make fake helicopter <laughs> noises. And, um, so what, what makes it the, other than the use of the word wicked, um, what makes it, you know, the New England focused podcast and the New England lean podcast, as you've called it? Yep. So I try to be, so I, I, what I try not to do is just be yet another lean podcast. And I'll, I'll give you credit because you were kind of teasing me about that. And it was very valid. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm thinking, how am I going to, how should I make this different? How can I make this different? So the direction I'm going in this particular podcast is I want to have, you know, the bigger names like you, Dan Markovitz, Katie Anderson, you know, John Dyer, people who've authored books. But I also want to have people from local job shops on 
you know, people that I, you know, whether they're clients or not, but people that I know who are doing some really cool things in the, under the umbrella of lean or continuous improvement or organizational change. Um, so I'm really trying to keep it local that way. And I'll give you a, a, a quick example. Uh, Kevin Hancock from Hancock Lumber, which is uh, the oldest lumber yard in, I think the world, but I'll, at least the United States. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've heard him speak before. He's amazing. Yeah. Um, so he's been on the podcast and that, that episode is going to be releasing here in the next couple of weeks. So I'm really trying to keep, you know, like I said, bridge that gap between the, the, the big names in the industry, the people who are thought leaders. But I also want to talk to, you know, Joe from Joe's Garage down the street because they're in the trenches. They're dealing with this every single day. Um, you know, and how does that actually work? Because I think, especially like you and I, you know, see each other on social media more than anything, you know, and, and there are posts there on Twitter or LinkedIn that, you know, paint pictures of, hey, this is what this looks like. And those are great. And there's a lot of great content there. But I think it can be intimidating for some people when they see that. And then they look out at their shop floor and they're like, yeah, we're nowhere near that. I want to try to bring the people who have who are like only one or two steps ahead of the people just beginning. So they can talk to, yeah, we're getting there, but here's where we are right now. And here's what it looks like. Yeah. And, you know, dovetail that into, you know, here are these things I stub my toe on and look out for this, that, and the other thing. Yeah. And um, you also got uh, Bruce Hamilton of Toast Kaizen and GBMP fame. I've, I've, I'm still, I'm still trying to get Bruce on my podcast. So uh, good job. Hey, well, thanks. Bruce and I were on the uh, board of the Northeast region for AME together. So that was a little bit of a little bit of an in, I guess. Put in a good word for me, please. I will. (laughs) But if you want to listen to Bruce and other conversations, you can do so on the New England Lean podcast with Paul Critchley. Uh, I know it's available all the places you can find podcasts. You have a, a website you can point people to as well, Paul. Uh, we haven't added it, so I don't have a page on the uh, New England Lean Consulting.com site yet, uh, but we do have a YouTube channel. So if you just punch in New England Lean Podcast, it'll pop right up. Okay. Well, good. Well, again, welcome to the podcast world. And uh, yeah, you've differentiated with uh, you know a little bit of regional flavor. So so that's good. I was trying to, I wasn't trying to be discouraging when you say another, yet another Lean Podcast. There's uh, plenty of room for everyone who's been part of this episode and and everyone else keeps joining. So again, welcome aboard. Thanks, Mark. All right. So we're joined next by Sam Morgan. We're going to talk about uh, some great videos that he's been doing here. Sam, how are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, Mark. Yeah. So, you know, in in the context of our our group, um, you know, originally I was thinking of it as lean podcasters, but we started calling it lean communicators and there are different ways of doing that. So, um, I'll, I'll turn it over to you to uh, tell the listeners and the viewers here about the videos that you've been creating and, and how that came to be. Yeah, so really how it came to be is me really desiring to improve my coaching skills, my problem solving skills and looking for resources. And as I was doing that, I reached out. I was I was just flipping through LinkedIn and found the coaching cohort K2C2 with our friends here, Katie Anderson and Karen Ross. And yeah. Through that, they have an exercise of creating um, a purpose, intention, and action every day for the six weeks. And so the first day, my purpose, intention, and action, my intention was to do say, say yes to something I wouldn't normally say yes to or say no to something I wouldn't. And in my mind, I was like, well, something I would say yes to is like putting myself out there um, in video form. 
So I decided that I would create a video mm-hmm. about uh, the process of the purpose, intention, and action in the coaching cohort. And I recorded that and just posted it up on LinkedIn and just shared a little bit about it. And as I was reflecting on that, you know, following day, I was like, man, that was, that was pretty cool. And as I looked, I got a lot of engagement from folks. And so I was mm-hmm. like, hmm, sounds like it's resonating. So I started doing it again the next day. And as I was posting it, before I, I looked at it and goes, wow, that was about 90 seconds. And that's about my purpose. So I'm just going to call it 90 second purpose. Yeah. Um, everybody has uh, 90 seconds, I think, to reflect or think or hear about uh, that. And so just made it kind of a quick deal. And so that, that started the journey day two of how I kind of named it. And then just ever since then, I've been using PDCA for, uh, uh, you know, it's it's been sitting right now at the time of this taping, we're at 172 days. So and yeah. the vision is to get to, um, you know, 366. That's the, the next target. Um, yeah. But out of that came another thought as I'm taking every day and reflecting and thinking about things, my purpose, and taking little action steps. Um, an idea came in my mind of how can I, um, you know, articulate or think through or connect with other people who kind of have a shared uh, continuous improvement bent and uh, utilize some of my editing and production skills, have a little fun and and get to know folks some more, maybe draw out what they feel is important about continuous improvement to them. And again, with that same focus uh, of um, being concise with our, with our time, I think that that waste of time um, we do that quite often in the continuous improvement community, even though we are very adamant about (laughs) not wasting. Right. So my focus was to have the professionals in the continuous improvement community um, take five minutes and in five words or less, tell me what continuous improvement means to them. So therefore, yeah. I called it CI in five. Yeah. Um, tried to make it kind of easy to remember mm-hmm. and then short enough for people to kind of engage with and think about. And so started off um, and got some engagement with uh, Katie and Karen for the first couple because they were the the kind of the spark for all of it. And uh, I've got uh, 10 episodes as of today and counting, mm-hmm. uh, along with the reflection. I try to do that every, every five episodes. But anyway, I'm excited for what the future holds and engaging with um, other folks yeah. in that. Yeah. And um, yeah, definitely not more to tell in terms of um, the focus now. If my purpose is to be a light uh, along the continuous improvement journey and shining the light on others. Yeah. And, um, you know, we can talk more about that, but yes, yeah. that's, that's the focus now. Yeah. I'm glad you use that phrase. I was just about to ask you, cause I've heard you say that in, um, the videos. And, and so tell me more about that when you say being a light. Yeah. When I was really, I was thinking deeply about my, my purpose and, um, what is it really, is it really resonating? Am I really moving along towards that purpose? And I felt, um, cause I, I had the same purpose for a hundred some odd days. And again, that's, that's fine. But I felt like it wasn't really resonating with me where I was at. And so as, as I kind of actually was thinking through that and thinking about, um, you know, Karen has constantly um, talked to me about making sure that I'm always aligning with that purpose mm-hmm. and, and thinking about um, what I'm doing in my life. And so I was, I had set an intention one day to really think about that. And um, there's something that Karen said one time was, you know, in your videos, you have that light behind you right back here. And that really um, speaks to kind of the spirit. Um, And so that really made me 
think about what I want to be. And in terms of my faith, that image of light um, certainly comes up quite often um, and resonates pretty deeply, again, at an emotional level about um, hope and security and warmth. And so I started thinking about all these things that light means. And um, and every so often something, a new picture comes up, but right away, those things were the things that came up and those really resonated. I want to give people hope. I want to shine a light on others and give them energy and warmth and security. And so um, that just was like, okay, that's it. Like, yeah. bam, to be a light on the continuous improvement journey. So that's my hope with um, the 90 second purpose videos with the CI and fives is to be a light on the journey to give hope and to really with a lot of this, this work in terms of um, the root cause racism and, and all the work with social justice, I want to shine a light on others because all my life, the light has shined on me. And so when I have the opportunity and the light shining on me, I want to turn that out and push it out towards others who don't have it, who um, we should be hearing more from. Yeah, to help uh, bring other voices into the conversation and help amplify others. Yeah, that's great. Um, so people can find the videos. They can search for you, Sam Morgan, on LinkedIn. And then you've also got them on, on YouTube, right? Yeah. Yeah, so you can check out uh, the YouTube channel, Sam Loves Lean. It's all one word, Sam Loves Lean. Well, that's and, easy to remember, uh, too. <laughs> yeah, easy to remember. So um, check it out there. Certainly subscribe and engage so you can catch all the episodes of CIM5. And I've got every single day of uh, the 90 Second Purpose videos up there. That was quite a learning experience for me um, of how to use YouTube. But um, it's we post that I post those up every day. And uh, there's really only um, one day that I couldn't get a video up. Two days, one day bad connection in my house. And another day I was up in the middle of nowhere camping. But I still posted some uh, a text. Yeah. Uh, version of 90 second purpose. So every day you'll find right there, um, Sam loves lean. And then of course, LinkedIn would love to connect and engage. All right. Awesome. So um, Sam Morgan joined us here uh, for this segment. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much for the videos and uh, for, for collaborating. And um, I'll put a link to the show notes. Um, this will be when this is released, looking backwards. Thank you for participating in uh, a panel discussion. Um, going back to October 22nd, um, part of the Root Cause Racism series that DeAndre Wardell um, and I've collaborated on. So thank you for being part of that. And uh, people hopefully will go back and uh, watch that webinar as well. So Sam, thanks for, uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks for the opportunity, Mark. Appreciate it. Sure. All right. We're joined now by Patrick Adams. He is the host of the Lean Solutions podcast. Patrick, how are you? Uh, I'm doing great, Mark. How are you? Doing well, doing well. So tell us, uh, tell us about the podcast. This is uh, you started it this year, is that right? It's always good to hear the origin story. I did. Yes, uh, we're we're sixteen episodes in right now. Uh, actually, getting ready to to uh, launch our sixteenth episode, um, and really, it's been a you know, it's been something that I've I've been wanting to do for quite a while. Uh, and it, it's, I just never, never took that step, you know, uh, to make it happen until this past year. And, you know, with COVID and everything happening, it kind of uh, gave me a little kick in the butt to go, you know what, you're sitting in front of the computer anyways. Uh, let's, let's get this thing going. Yeah. Um, and I actually worked with a, a, a coach um, to, to launch it. And cause I, I wasn't really sure, you know, how to, how to get it off the ground. I just knew that I wanted to, uh, you know, help listeners uh, develop and implement 
action plans for lean process improvement. And I knew that podcasting could be a way to, you know, another avenue to make that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, you know, I reached out to a gentleman and uh, he, you know, helped direct me with the, the logistics of how to make it happen. And, uh, and then, you know, just like any good uh, continuous improvement practitioner, we just, we kicked it off and we just started learning and adjusting and, uh, and we're, now we're, like I said, we're, we're 16 episodes in. So cool. Cool. Yeah. Um, and what, what's the format? Is it you interviewing people? Is it you sharing your perspectives or both? It's a little bit of both. So what we, what we've done is we've, we've taken some past webinars and we've sprinkled those in, mm-hmm. uh, which were, uh, webinars or views with, with other, uh, lean consultants or professionals, um, and then we've done some, some other, you know, live interviews. It's, it's obviously been a little bit difficult with COVID and, and trying to navigate that, uh, you know, but using zoom, uh, or, you know, we've had a couple that have come to the office and, and we've done some recordings in the office. Um, and then, you know, also just some of my own content that of just me, you know, talking about, uh, different, you know, tools, techniques, uh, just different things that I think are important for people to understand and know. Um, uh, so it's a little bit of everything, I guess. Yeah. Um, so what, what are your, uh, it sounds like you're happy with the progress, um, 16 episodes in you're enjoying the process. Absolutely. Podcasting. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's something that, uh, keeps, you know, as I'm starting to think, you know, what's okay, what's the next episode or what, you know, who should we be talking to next? And, um, you know, it's fun to just kind of build out that schedule and think about, you know, what are the different things that maybe people uh, are interested in or would like to hear about. And, you know, for me, it's, it's, uh, my, my personal passion is really to, to bring simplicity back to continuous improvement. And, you know, uh, I I think one of the biggest reasons that people fail to maintain a robust lean system is this, this, this desire for complexity. And, uh, you know, we begin simple enough and then we just add, keep adding these levels and levels of complexity until eventually we have this system that just takes way too much to maintain. Um, and I really think that that's what's happened with lean and continuous improvement. Um, you know, so many companies think they need these complex tools or, or they need to maybe copy another company's complex tools or, or, you know, techniques. And it's, it's really not about the tools and it's not about the complexity. Um, and so I really, that's, that's really been my kind of my leading, um, my, my strategy behind, you know, what, what's the next, uh, episode going to be about. And it's just really trying to think about how can we bring this back to, uh, to the simple points of CI and, and don't get me wrong. Simplicity doesn't mean easy. It's still a lot of hard work. Um, and that's a lot of what we talk about in the, in the podcast. Yeah. And one other, um, format that you're going to have for sharing thoughts around uh, continuous improvement is a book that you're working on. Tell us yes. about that. Yeah. So the book, the book is going to be published on uh, January 13th. I'm super excited because we, we just uh, opened up for pre-sales and uh, pre-sales for both the ebook and the paperback are now available. Uh, Avoiding the continuous appearance trap is the name of the book. And uh, the, really, the the idea behind the book uh, came out of two companies that I worked for in the past. Uh, and both companies, if you walked into the uh, these companies, you would see very similar uh, items. You would see, uh, uh, you know, at, at the surface level, you would see a lot of the same type of stuff. They both have 
uh, what they consider a continuous improvement um, strategy or a lean strategy. Um, and the difference though, one company had a true culture of continuous improvement to the core uh, where people love to work and um, ideas were being generated and implemented every day, um, amazing daily management. Um, and then the other company underneath was very toxic and people hated to work there and the turnover was high and the KPIs were terrible. And, um, and you know, really what, what you see is two very different cultures. Um, but throughout the book, I walk through 12 questions to help uh, organizations identify which culture they're living under and then you know, start to build a roadmap that they can experiment towards um, driving towards more of a, a true culture of continuous improvement. Well, congratulations on, uh, you know, it's a big project to do yes. a book. I see it is available now on Amazon uh, for pre-orders if you want to go search Avoiding the Continuous Appearance Trap, or I, I just searched Patrick Adams Continuous. So you're coming yes. up and We also have a, a webpage, uh, avoidcontinuousappearance.com or avoidingthecontinuousappearancetrap.com, and you can find it there as well. Great. And what is the URL for the podcast? Again, it's the Lean Solutions Podcast. The Lean Solutions Podcast, it's out on Anchor, um, but you can find it, you know, on any of the, um, any of your podcast uh, areas, platforms. Uh, Where, wherever so. someone is listening to this, they That's can right. find Patrick's and uh, all the others from the people we've talked about today. So Patrick, exactly. thank you for taking a few minutes to uh, share a little bit about your podcast. Uh, it's great to see you and the others get those up and running. And, and again, uh, good luck with the launch of the book. We'll talk about that more at length sometime. Absolutely. I appreciate it, Mark. Sure thing. Thanks for listening. This has been the Lean Blog Podcast. For lean news and commentary updated daily, visit www.leanblog.org. If you have any questions or comments about this podcast, email mark at leanpodcast at gmail.com.